0: Welcome to the Gen Gap Podcast. My name is Wade.
1: My name is Megan.
0: I am her dad.
1: I am his daughter.
0: And this podcast is a conversation between generations about topics and goings-ons in society. We hope to uh, inform and we hope to stimulate conversation.
1: You pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. It was beautiful. That's rare.
0: I I teared up a little bit. You teared up a little bit. So, uh, as way of introduction, uh, I am a uh, middle-aged white male.
1: I am a young-aged.
0: <laughs> young-aged.
1: Well, there's really not like when there's really no gener like age box until you get to middle aged and then after that you're kind of just downhill.
0: Yeah, no young whippersnappers. I'm you're a whippersnapper. You're a whippersnapper.
1: I had to walk to school uphill both ways. No, that
0: was me. You got drove <laughs> to school in a minivan. Yeah. Okay. So okay. The purpose of this podcast is to talk about things that are happening in the world or relationships or uh just uh life from the different perspectives. What I'm seeing in the world is that oftentimes the generations talk past each other and don't talk to each other. And uh, it was my, my daughter and I's wish to uh, create something that hopefully brings about a conversation and a possibly, if, if we've done this right, some understanding about the different ways that we approach and we view uh, life from across the distance of time.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Also, I would say we don't really talk over each other. We do talk in relation to each other, but usually we talk at each other. We don't have a conversation. It's like this is my opinion. This is my opinion. And then we kind of just like, well, I guess we'll never get along.
0: (laughs) So do you think that is a uh, um, something that's come about because of uh, some of the technology and the way that we communicate these days?
1: What communication?
0: <laughs> well, communication hasn't always been great. I mean, as I was growing up, uh, there was still strife and there was still uh, misunderstanding, but you seem, it seemed to be in smaller pockets, right? If you got in a fight with somebody, um, they were. They were there in person. Now I can, get with a, I can get in a fight with somebody halfway across the world whom I've never met and who doesn't know me and I don't know them, but yet we're, we're engaged uh, in a really knockdown, drag out battle around opinion and ideal.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's true. Definitely growing up, I grew up in the age of cell phones and iPads and iPods and a good majority of my friends I have never met. I have internet friends. That's such
0: a strange, foreign concept to me. Internet friends.
1: It's strange to me that you don't have internet friends.
0: Well, I have friends who are on the internet, but not internet friends. I actually know every person that I correspond with more than once on a daily basis. I don't know everybody that tweets at me, or uh, you know, sends me a comment through various channels. But for the people I interact with and I call friends, I've actually met them. I know where they live. Um, I know what they look like. But that's not the same for you, is it?
1: It depends on the friendship. Because I do have internet friends where I've seen pictures of them. And I know where they live because they've told me. And I know their age. I I know as much about them as I know about my other friends. I just have not had face-to-face interaction.
0: Interesting. Okay. So that's the framing of this uh, podcast. So as you can see, we already have differences and that's okay. And I think that um, the the thought here is let's get those differences out. And again, these are two people's opinions. That's one thing I want to make sure that the listening audience is aware of. Uh, these are my opinions only. And those are her opinions only. By no means are, are we stating anything as fact uh, or as... Uh, an absolute here. We are talking about our perceptions and our opinions. So friendship. That's an interesting topic in in today's world because, again, um, you have internet friends and I have friends that are on the internet. And I think that this is, there's a definite distinction there. So how many friends do you have, Meg? I have to count now. She's doing math. Mm, it's.
1: I hate math. Simple addition, but still. I don't have a calculator to do this for me. (laughs) I'd say I have about six friends I talk to on a semi-regular basis.
0: Six friends? Six. So is that inclusive of the people that you've actually touched? Or is this... Is this inclusive? That, is that the six internet friends or the six internet friends and the friends that you can drive to their house?
1: Okay, well, the numbers changed a little bit. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I'd say I have about 10 friends. Okay. Five of which I can physically
0: go to within go. a matter of minutes. Got it. Okay, so of the five friends that are solely via social media or other means on the internet what does that mean to what what is def what's the definition of friendship to you
1: friendship to me is a mutually beneficial relationship between two human beings in which they derive pleasure from interacting with one another
0: okay that was very textbook what is it what does it mean to you
1: it means i like talking to you and you don't annoy me okay <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, I think we have the same, sort of the same definition of friendship then. Um, I would also extend that a little bit for myself and say, not only do I enjoy talking with them and they don't annoy me, uh, but there is a um, a level of trust and a level of, of fellowship there, right? I mean, I, I have probably about the same amount of friends that you do, um, but two really... Um, really close friends, um, one of which I know uh, would be available for the 3 a.m. grab a shovel and uh, a bottle of lye and meet me out in the desert kind of phone call.
1: So I have a question for you. Yes. When we mention internet friends, I notice you look a little apprehensive. Like, can you really be friends with someone you've never met what are your feelings on that? The term internet friends, what does that mean to you?
0: Well, I think, yeah, you caught something there, right? I mean, when I was growing up, we had our version of internet friends. They were called pen pals. And you would actually, through school or some other type of of um, opportunity, you would get the name and address of a person and they could live across the country or across the world and you would start sending letters to one another and you would introduce yourself to them and your first letter, hi, I'm Wade. I like football and and computers and and from there you would create a friendship but it wasn't what I would call a friendship because I never really got to know these people, right? I, I, I got to know what they, only what they wanted to tell me.
1: Speaking, like, following that line of thought. Right. When you first meet people, you tend to put your best foot forward. And in essence, you kind of put a mask on. Right. With pen pals, since there's not that face-to-face interaction, you're basically kind of, in a way, writing a resume by yourself, saying, hey, this is what I'm like. Do you like me? Right. In that sense... Have you ever embellished anything about your life or flat out told a lie to make someone like you?
0: That my uncle was the producer of Battlestar Galactica? No, I never told anybody that. (laughs) Absolutely not. That was not something I said to anybody in any way, shape, or form. But yes, I have. And that's, that's part of it, right? Because you are anonymous. They don't know you. They only know what you tell them or... Uh, and I think that's the same with internet friends, right? I think that for me, that's what I look at when I hear the term internet friends. I'm like, oh, so you're lying to people. That's great. So what do they, what do they, who do they think they know? And the same thing back is, you know, you said, oh, I've seen pictures of them and descriptions. How do you know that's really them? How do you know you're not being catfished, right? How do you know that that picture is really the person that you're talking to?
1: That brings up a very interesting thought because I feel like there's always that possibility that you're being friendship catfished. But I also don't necessarily think that it's as big of a deal if you're friendship catfished as if you're in a relationship and have been catfished. But
0: if they're your friends, you're supposed to be able to rely upon them and have trust in them and know that what they're telling you is, is true.
1: Sometimes. I feel like that's (laughs) another thing that has changed between the generations is different types of friends that we have.
0: interesting. Like,
1: I have friends who I will call at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I know they will help me hide a body. Right. And there are friends where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just saw something really cool. Fan girl out with me. We don't talk about really anything deep. It's very very superficial. Right. But I still count those people as friends, but I know that if I'm like, hey... I'm having a really bad day. I just need to talk about my emotions. They'd probably be like,
0: Offline. You want to talk
1: about this <laughs> anime that we watched? It's super awesome.
0: Right. That's interesting. So I think, again, that's, that's a very, you know, friendship is a very personal thing. Everybody has their own definition of what a friend is. And so, again, I want to repeat, these are the opinions and perceptions of two individuals in the world. But I think that today, um, friendship, ha- because there there may be a... Uh, a weakening or a redefinition of friendship from from my generation to your generation. I, I wonder how much that plays into some of the the discourse and uh, distrust that we we experience in society today. I mean, I, I wonder if there's a breakdown of the of the the friendship bond um, doesn't cause other relationships to become more. I don't know not as, not as stable. Well, unstable is not really the word I'm looking for. I think it's more about how you view and how you hold these relationships, right? That because there there is a physical manifestation here. In other words, I can drive to my best friend's house. In fact, we're sitting in it right now and I can look at him and we can have that moment where we look in each other's eyes and know that we're telling each other the truth and know that there is a you know there is a, a a a bond, an emotional bond there, whereas I I don't know that you can do that, you know, a, across the internet connections, right? I I I don't know. That's that's not a statement. That's more of a question, because I can understand how that can happen. Going back to pen pals, um, the one pen pal I did have, um, I felt a, a you know I felt a relationship with. So I think that, you know, if, if we're to say that friendship um, requires proximity, I think that's probably no longer the case. It used, maybe it was the case at one, one, once upon a time, but is no longer as important. Proximity is no longer as important as it used to be.
1: So would you say that prox- um, pro- pro- proximity, proximity, new can,
0: word, word of the day, look in- it up.
1: English, I can English, I can English good. So would you say that proximity is no longer needed, or would you say do we still need some sort of proximity or does or would you say that in your opinion, physical friends versus internet friends your bond with your internet friends is not as strong as with your physical friends? Oh definitely not as strong.
0: Yeah, definitely not as strong.
1: And I would disagree with that because I have an internet friend, Amanda. Yeah. She lives in New York. I would have never had a chance to meet her or start talking to her if it not not been for a social media platform. Right. And she talks to me about her problems. I talk to her about mine. And I feel like I can trust and talk to her as much as I can trust and talk to my physical friends.
0: So how do you meet internet friends? I mean, meeting friends has changed dramatically. I mean, again, growing up in the 1980s, uh, 70s and 80s, um, the way I met friends... Were was either at school, or via a friend, right? A friend of a friend, uh, or through some community-based organization like scouting, or you know some sort of club like the astronomy club or something like that. You know, but they were, uh, they were in-person opportunities that, um, you know, you you kind of had to wait for, right? They weren't there all the time. In other words, I kind of walk out my front door i meet a new friend. And I feel like today you log on and you have an opportunity of meeting new friends.
1: Um, How I have met my internet friends is, well, Amanda is really the only one I would, I have that deep connection with. My other friends I'm starting to develop a connection with, but I just started talking to them more recently. Right. I met Amanda through Tumblr. Tumblr. And I feel like of friends is kind of a very similar way of meeting any other friend. You notice that they may be reblogging pictures or images of things that you have interests in. Oh. Like Amanda and I are both fans of the Marvel movies. Interesting. And so. She was posting a lot of that stuff. I was posting a lot of that stuff. And one day, she, we I think it was me. Um, I was just like, hey, I noticed that you are interested in this stuff. What's your thought on such and such movie? And then it just kind of went from there. We talked about similar interests. And the more we talked, like there would be like days where we've had bad days. And we'd be like, oh, do you want to talk about it? If- right. And it just it developed like any other friendship. It just started a little less conventionally.
0: What's interesting, and I just had this thought as you were talking, is that you know the way that that I am used to making friends, right? The the physical world way of making friends. Um, it's interesting. You know, you walk into a room and it's full of people, and um, you know instantly you're 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 getting data about that person or about people, right? You're looking at how they're dressed, uh, the color of their skin. You're looking at whether they're male or female. You're looking at all kinds of interesting data points about that person. And like it or not, you're making, uh, you know, judgments or, or assessments on that. So, hey, that guy over there looks like he's a bro. I'm not really, you know, I don't like, like bros. So I'm going to avoid that person. Right, uh, or that girl over there, she looks like she might be a little bit high maintenance, so I'm going to avoid her as well. So I mean, you're you're basically selecting uh, and doing selection without even talking to the person. On the internet, you just you find somebody that has the same interests or ideals as you, and you go.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's I think one thing that's very desirable about internet friends is that anonymity. Like,
0: so there you go back to definition of friendship. So you're talking about anonymity. I'm I, I, those two words don't square up with me. Friendship and anonymity don't square up to me.
1: Well, let's go back to your analogy of walking in a room and judging people. Right. If I'm in that room, I'm going to be like, that guy just walked in. He's judging me. If he doesn't walk towards me, I know that he doesn't want to be my friend, even though I like his shirt. His shirt is nerdy. I
0: have the best kind of shirts.
1: You have the best kind of shirts. Such suburban dad shirts. But on the internet, they can't see you. They can't really make a judgment other than what you're presenting. Right. And...
0: And you can craft that presentation.
1: True. But that presentation, necessarily, since you have the ability to not be judged right off the bat aren't you more likely to be more honest because you're no longer afraid to be who you are?
0: You'd hope so. Absolutely. Or it could go the other way as well. I mean, you're not comfortable with who you are. So you're going to create a persona to put out there. That's more attractive, right? That goes back to the whole putting the worm on the hook, right? So you attract what you want to attract rather than, um, you know, just kind of letting, life happens sort of thing?
1: Is that necessarily a bad thing, though? I'm not saying, like, if... Yes, you are creating a persona. Right. But how I've noticed is those personas tend to be what you want to be. But you don't feel like you have the chance to in everyday life. So, yes, maybe it is a little bit of a falsehood. But... It makes you more confident. Right. It makes you more likely to reach out to people and have people reach out to you. Yes, it might not be 100% honest, but we're humans. We're never 100% honest. My friends that I have right now, my physical friends, I've lied to.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's...
1: I put on a persona for them. Right. It's a little harder in everyday life because you can't be like oh, I'm this and this and this. Right. They they can check that out. Exactly. It's little white lies. But I've definitely said, oh, I'm definitely interested in that too. Right. Or, oh, I love that kind of food when I actually hate it. But in the beginning, I feel like we all have personas. It's just easier to craft online. But as you get to know someone, that persona kind of either starts chipping away. Right you actually start taking on attributes of that persona and the deeper you get, the closer you get. So you're less talking to the persona of the person and more talking to the person.
0: Okay. I can see that. Interesting. Okay. So we're going to take a little break here and uh, pay some bills and uh, we'll be right back.
1: And now we're back to talking.
0: And we are talking about internet friends, so where we were before the break was that uh, you were talking about how you can uh, create a persona online, which may or may not be factual, in order to uh, attract uh, uh, the the type of friend that you're looking for. So let's let's kind of dig on that a little bit more, Meg, because I'm I'm interested by that because um, I think that that there's there's a commonality here because, like I said, it's whether you're you're on the internet or whether you're just walking into a room and seeing some people or person for the first time, um, you have an opportunity because they don't know you, right? They have no idea who you are. And you could walk up and say, hi, I'm the king of Brunei, and they would have to take you at your word unless they knew who the king of Brunei was.
1: I know who Brunei is.
0: Congratulations. It's in Italy. No, it's not in Italy. I guess the question I have is is there a distinction between now I don't want to go there. I think where I want to go is in, in today's social media world, we are pretty focused on numbers, right? So numbers of followers and numbers of friends and numbers of, of whatever have you visits to your website uh, or readers of your blog or listeners to your podcast. And so is there a, uh, a thought of, how many internet friends equal one, one real world friend or is that even, even a concept that's that holds water? In other words, do you, do you perceive your internet friends and your real world friends in a, on a kind of a spectrum where one's more important, one's more valuable, one's more uh, desirable and, and one is none of that or, or less than that?
1: I think it depends on the person because for me, one internet friend equals one physical friend okay,
0: so there's no difference for you
1: there's no difference for me because like I said, we have different types of friends we have drinking friends, we have anime friends, we have berry bodies at three a m friends. That's called a callback
0: that that's a callback, yeah
1: and I this is my opinion, of course, but I say if you are concerned with the amount of people following you, I would dare say I would not call those friends. I would call those followers or watchers if you're on YouTube. I'm not saying that they don't matter to you. Right. But...
0: So you're telling me that on Facebook, the number of friends that you have has no bearing. I mean, you don't look at that and feel either disappointment or pride, depending on, I mean, it, it, there's no, there's nothing there. I mean, it, it's an empty number to you.
1: To me it is because on Facebook I have about 200 or something friends. I right. talk to maybe five of them.
0: Okay. So they're not your friends. They're just 200 people that you know.
1: Well, it's in a moment when you meet someone, you might have a great connection Right. Let's say I go to a party with my friend, which I never do because parties are stupid, and I have social anxiety. But let's say, hypothetically, my friend Kenzie drags me to a party. Right. And I meet Beth.
0: Okay. Hi, Beth.
1: Hi, Beth. And in that moment, Beth and I, it's like we're best friends. Right. We're like, we totally need to hang out. You swap, like, phone numbers. You swap, oh, I found you on Facebook. I found you on Facebook. Right. You go home. Right. I never talk to Beth again. But- we add each other on Facebook. Right. And so, according to Facebook, we're friends. When in actuality, we geeked out or had fun talking at a party. Right. Thought that maybe, hey, let's hang out. And then we just never did. So, and I think numbers on social media don't equate friendships. I feel like that equates people you may know. Right. Like acquaintances or family members or coworkers. But I would even venture to say, I'm not friends with some of the coworkers I have on Facebook. I know them. I work with them. Yeah. I like them. I would not go out and have a friend day with them. But if I had the opportunity with some of my internet friends to be able to spend the day with them, I would do it in a heartbeat over like a good 50% of the people who are my quote unquote friends on Facebook.
0: So what you're saying is Facebook has destroyed friendship.
1: Facebook's destroyed a lot. That's a different podcast.
0: (laughs) Well, I think, I think there's some truth to that, right? Because they define the people that you have connections with as your friends, right? That they, they chose that word on purpose. They chose that word because of the gravitas that it has with people. Oh, they are my friends. I want friends. Friends are good, and I want to collect friends, and I want to have more friends, and I want to have more friends than you have. And so, I think that there might be a dilution of the the term or the concept of friendship because of how Facebook has chosen. I'm not just picking on Facebook, and I'm sorry, people at Facebook. I love you. You're an awesome platform. Um I or just think us. i <laughs> I just think that um you know when the internet came about there's all this all this excitement and all this um hello Blue. well yeah the and and um analysis done is the internet going to destroy relationships is the internet going to destroy um you know humanity and uh you know that was back in the mid nineties uh, or late nineties when this was all starting to happen. And know uh, every, uh, academic, uh, or, uh, you know, uh, psychology doctorate weighed in and gave opinion. And the majority of them were, yeah, there's going to be this, this chilling effect on, on people, right. It's going to force us into our rooms and, uh, away from people. And I, I think There's truth to that. I think that that because of the capability of of sitting in your room and having access to people and, uh, you know, places from across the world, um, I think that that has uh, caused friendship to become something less.
1: So to start wrapping up, why don't we talk about why do we need friends? What is the desire? Because, again, you said Facebook, they categorize you as having friends. Right. While as Tumblr, a blogging platform that is highly popular amongst amongst millennials.
0: That was an explainer.
1: They are called your followers. Right. On Instagram, you have followers. Right. On YouTube, you have subscribers. Right. As far as I know, Facebook is one of the only platforms that categorizes people as friends Yes, well,
0: yes have myspace but you know my myspace S- used to be facebook before facebook was facebook
1: yeah i've heard of this mythical myspace and wasn't it
0: tom tom was everybody's first friend
1: tom i i don't know i'd never had a myspace
0: wow did you have any GeoCities, angel fire any of that okay these used to be uh website platforms by the way so mm. anyway completely continue. over my head
1: And I think that's one of the things that makes Facebook so desirable is, yes, on other platforms you have followers or subscribers, but on Facebook you have friends. And that holds more power. And I think that's because as humans, we are extremely social creatures. So the more friends you have, obviously the more, in like a very basic animalistic term, the more likely you are to survive because there are more people there that actually care about you it's it's a very tribal thing the bigger your tribe the more like your tribe the more likely your tribe is to survive well as the less people you have in your tribe you're probably going to get wiped out
0: wow that was dark kind of like uh Oregon Trail with dysentery
1: I know what Oregon Trail is it's a video game where you can act like you're on the Oregon Trail it sounds so boring
0: uh dysentery wiped out many many see if that's know, how you die in a video
1: game you know you have a boring video tape. oh
0: you, you called it a video game too and that's that's sad it's not a video game no it's textually based you you read things and then write it you know, yeah anyway we're not going to go down that rat hole so here's the thing guys uh this is a podcast for you and we'd love to hear your ideas and your thoughts and your comments again this is about creating and generating the conversation uh, by no means are Meg and I going to have the end-all be-all of, of what it means to be an internet friend or what internet friendship means. But we hope that we've uh, you know, given you some things to think about and we'd love to hear back from you. And so on our website, you will find uh, you know ways to communicate with us and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and your ideas and we'll uh, review those in upcoming podcasts. And speaking of upcoming podcasts, uh, the next episode will be on um, x which is a, uh, a comic convention that occurred in Salt Lake City, Utah, just this past weekend. And you will hear uh, Meg and I wax philosophical upon uh, what FanX means to either one of us. Wax on, wax off. So in closing, uh, I will restate that uh, my name is Wade. I am Meg's dad.
1: I am Megan, I am Wade's daughter, and we love you all and thank you so much for listening.